understand that there's there's plenty of opportunity out there. So you do not have to buy anything that does not fit your model. You should really dig into the numbers, know what you're buying. Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Today, I'm joined by Chris Jones and Greg Nelson from Green Dot Home Services, and we're going to talk about how they've rapidly grown their HVAC company from one location to three locations in just under a year. So, Greg and I and, a, and another partner, Benny Sheely, um, we go, our friendship goes back 10 years. We met on the soccer field. Our boys played travel soccer together. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Benny and I still have a lot of fun going throughout the Southeast, traveling together with our boys. Um, Greg's son moved over to the lacrosse side, but we, we came together with this vision of, we can really professionalize a critical industry. One that frankly, I don't think gets enough recognition for what it does for our communities and for the individuals. And so, um, we baked this idea of let's, let's create our own roll up let's go find small heating and air companies that have served their communities have been have been uh, a, a steward of the community but now they they don't necessarily have that transition plan um, you're not seeing junior or 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 daughter go into the industry nearly as much as you used to and so we, we just saw an opportunity to to roll up really a really great industry that we we have some, a lot of passion about and one that is is you don't see a lot of real scale and 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 these professional entities being created within the HVAC space uh, they're few and far between at least and so that's that was the that was our hypothesis and that's where we've launched from and we're we're having a lot of fun with it nice greg so have you been with the company as long as Chris? Yeah, so I was part of the original team. Um, like Chris said, we met uh, the boys all play soccer. My role in this is it, the kind of the way it all fell together was um, I spent 20 years in the Coast Guard. I was an engineer in the Coast Guard working on ships and everything like that. That was my background. I had been to some HVAC training uh, courses through the military and things like that. And then I had retired at the time um, that kind of all this started to come together. Um, so I was working for a local HVAC company, Chris and Benny and I had been, you know, kind of laying the groundwork for this endeavor. And then when the day, day came to roll it out, um, I, uh, I was there on, on the first day. Awesome. When was that? How many years ago did Green Dot officially start? We we are not a year old. Oh, really? We, are, we closed on the original Green Dot transaction, which is is where we inherited the name as well. It it, it supersedes our entity by ten years. Um, uh, that was February fourteenth of two thousand and twenty, and um, and we've since made two more acquisitions, and we just signed a letter of intent for our fourth acquisition yesterday, as a matter of fact. So wow. we've, we've had a, we're, we're hustling. Congrats. That's awesome. So, so Chris, what's the, 
what's the vision and the strategy behind all of the mergers and the acquisitions? Are you planning on staying heavily in North Carolina and South Carolina, or are you planning on moving far and wide? Our short-term plan is North and South Carolina, and that has more to do with just being able to put eyes and touch on every location um, within a reasonable time frame if we needed to. Um, longer term, we really don't see any boundaries. Uh, we will look nationally, if that makes sense. Um, uh, Northern Virginia, your neck of the woods, is, is definitely a target for us. Uh, Eastern Tennessee, uh, parts of Georgia, um, but we, we love the Carolinas. That's, that's where um, we've spent our focus though currently. Nice. So are you planning on franchising it or just making it a multi-location operation? No, multi-location, roll-up, single brand. I mean, our, our goal is to become the brand. We want to yeah. be the brand that the consumer wants to work with and the brand that the, that, that the employee wants to work for. Okay, awesome. So, Greg, what are some of the what are some of the ways that you go about uh, handling the operations for other locations if you're not always present there? So, generally, one of us is always present. Right now, we've always been present. Um, one of us is on the road to one of our locations at all times, so we're always there for that um, leadership. You know. Um, interaction with the team trying to trying to help build um work with them you know provide any kind of guidance that they need awesome and eric i'll throw in on that question also we've standardized everything that we do so we've standardized our preventive maintenance uh, appointments and how those are handled we've standardized um every location every city rather has its own service titan as a in the software space they call it parent child so every city is a child and we roll up to a parent so everyone's on service titan verizon handles all of uh our cell phones and tablets and gps tracking and office phones and so we can pick up a phone in one office dial an extension and it rings in another city so a lot of it is, and that's where the scale side comes in, is we're really standardizing our operations and our operational procedures and protocols. Nice. I guess so, one thing real quick, Eric. So my history in the Coast Guard, I kind of lean on that, right? That that's what's taught me everything, you know, in my adult life if you work on a certain at a certain small boat station in the United States Coast Guard and they have a certain size platform there, everything is in the same location as it would be if you were on one in Seattle, Washington, or you were on one in Georgia. So you can go from boat to boat, station to station and know exactly where everything's at. You do it exactly the same every single time. That is the blueprint for what we're doing. That's awesome. And uh, also, thank you for your service. I forgot to mention that oh, earlier. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, so how far away? Right now, you have Wilmington, Columbia, and Mount Pleasant. What's the the distance gap between those three? Are they relatively close in in proximity? They're all they're all relatively the same distance apart, which is two and a half to three hours apart each of them. Okay. So it's almost a big triangle. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, but all great, very specific markets. Charleston, Myrtle, and Charleston, Mount Pleasant is a coastal community like Wilmington, and then Columbia is an inland community, but but um, uh, but very similar in demographics and size and and clientele. Nice. And so with and you you mentioned that you have someone on staff at present at all three locations, correct? Mm-hmm. Nice. We legislate from the top down, though, and then we have office managers and le- office leaders in each location. Okay, so that yeah, that brings me to my next question about staffing because in probably the past four episodes I've recorded, the the recurring theme I've been getting is that it's really hard to find good quality help these days for for the HVAC industry. So, um, how do you go about recruiting in each area and making sure that they fit the standard that you're looking to achieve? You know, that I think is our secret sauce, and, and I'm going to share it. Um, not secret in the sense of not sharing. <laughs> we, we've we created a culture and are continuing to create a culture in the home services space. And what we found early on, and this is no disrespect to any prior ownership that we may acquire or any existing owners that are out there, but we found the industry um, to be one where it's a bit heavy-handed with the employees, it's a bit dictatorial, um, and, and we don't believe that way. We believe in we surround ourselves with really quality A players, hold them accountable to being an A player, and they are allowed to hold us in the same accountability structure, and then we layer in a, a, a second principle that anchors us as far as internal methodology, I mean, internal mindset, and that is kindness, the Gary Vaynerchuk version of kindness. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's more than just the Webster dictionary. It's, it's, you bootstrap one another, you don't politic, you don't backstab, you praise in public, you criticize in private, and, and, and we make it fun. And we have some, you know, you, you saw in the article, we got a kegerator in Wilmington, um, you know, after hours, of course, not daytime, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but we, we want it to be an environment where where the people that work with us know that we believe in them. They we want them to go do what they do and do it really well, and and it's amazing how when you in, in when you instill that level of confidence and trust in people, how they rise to the occasion. Um, and, and listen, we, we're, we're different as well. We've got a stock ownership plan. Um, our, our service manager, Wesley, is the first person that was granted stock in the company. He, he joined us and immediately became impactful. And now he's an owner in Green Dot. And he'll be an owner in whatever that means down the road. Interesting. That's really cool. I haven't heard of any yet doing a stock ownership program. Um, so what are some ways, I know you said it's, you know, you're about a year old now. Um, what are some ways from a marketing standpoint that you've differentiated yourself from your competition? So a big one for us is we have our own in-house employed by us marketing director, and she is a rock star. Simple, simply put, rock star. Um, and so we post on social media two, three times a day. Um, we started an Instagram page as an example last March. So less 10 months old, 11 months old, and we have 1400 followers, uh, which listen, it's HVAC. It's not exactly the most exciting business, but 
we make it fun. We make it light. We make it entertaining. We try to educate. Um, but a lot of what we're doing on the marketing side is on the social platforms, um, not your traditional. Uh, we, we don't have an interest in doing a TV commercial. People don't watch commercials anymore. I have ze- We have zero interest in a flyer showing up at your house. People don't pay attention to that anymore. But everyone carries their cell phone around mm-hmm. and everyone's on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And, and so we are we, we love the social media platform. And that's a big part of our of our directive. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really smart. I, I think the companies that that do well in the long term are the ones that get that early on. They understand that, you know, the way that people are engaging with with companies and the way that people are shopping now is is way different than what it used to be. It's no longer about the the billboards and the TVs. Hundred percent. And Eric, I mean, you know how the algorithms are written. We've got to be posting two and three times a day, and we've got to be following people. They need to follow us back. We've got to have two to three percent engagement every day. And when we do, you know, if Eric, if you start liking our posts every, you know, periodically, now all of a sudden the algorithm boosts us to you. You're mm-hmm. seeing us, and that that's what creates that name recognition and yeah. and. You know, we view it as our competitive advantage. We're young, we're, we, we've grown up on the, granted, the, 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 we're on the age demographic. We're on the, 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 the older side of social media in, in the sense of, of the people that really embrace it. But most in the industry are well past caring much about social media and they're sure not going to get engaged in it. That's a competitive advantage for us. We love it. We absolutely. love social media. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And, and like you said, when you're constantly posting like that, even if it doesn't immediately turn into a sale, you're getting that top of mind awareness. We call it TMA. But when people think about it, when they're, you know, when they're, their sink starts leaking and their heat's not blowing hot, uh, they're going to remember Green Dot. And Correct. So, and that could be a new slogan right there. When your heat's not blowing hot, call Green Dot. Um, I like that. We may, we may, we may pirate. There you that. Go. <laughs> How much gonna, does gonna, that cost us, Eric? I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this meeting right now and go trademark this real quick. <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, you know, you'll you'll appreciate this too. I, I started the the Instagram page myself in March, and I, I don't know, ten posts in. If you go back and look at it, it's it's our Instagram is at Green D O T H V A C. You'll see those first 10 posts don't look anything like anything else. As I quickly realized I need to fire myself and get someone in who knew what they were doing. Um, so That's awesome. It, so we so we make sure that that person stays in that age demographic where it's 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 their wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so Greg, um, as far as operations go, what are what are some competitive advantages that you guys have? come up with that are differentiating you from a service side? From a service side, um, bringing Wesley on, uh, one was a huge competitive advantage. He is, um, he's brilliant when it comes to this stuff. Um, so we have created, um, our own training program called green dot university. And what we've done is, uh, we're, we're pretty, again, I, I, I go back to my, my, training days right in the coast guard every day we were training on something it's that kind of thing every day it's a knowledge base training or a technical training a hands-on training 
but every day we are performing some type of training. I mean, it, it could be a five minute thing that we just talk about a code or we talk about a scenario, but that, um, and ramping that, that training program up has really, really increased our skill level. Our guys are putting a lot of, you know, we call it the toolbox, right? There's not only tools in your toolbox, it's your knowledge and your skill set. So they're really increasing their skill set. And, and honestly, some of that is that we task them to perform, to guide the training. Um, yeah. That way they are talking to their peers, they're learning to lead, they're learning to maybe talk in an uncomfortable situation. Um, I have found that that has helped us inside the home, that our techs are able to articulate to a homeowner better than they might've been earlier in the whole process. So things like that have really, really increased our skill set um, along the way. And awesome. Eric, I, I will tell you that, and this is the brilliance of, of Greg and, and Wesley, I had nothing to do with this, but we now, when we acquire, um, and, and we've done this with our last two acquisitions, we'll do it with this next one, we bring the service technicians to Wilmington for the better part of a week, and we send them out into the field with either Dan or Dylan because those guys are as good as you're going to find out in the field. And we want them to train them in the green dot way, show them how we do uh, an HVAC inspection report for uh, a home buyer or a home seller, show them how we do a preventative maintenance, um, teach them how we want them to uh, present themselves to a homeowner. Um, it, it's and, and it, you know, the, the, the cool other layer to that is now all of a sudden you're empowering Dan and Dylan to 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 be more than just a service technician with the company. Yeah. They're now yeah. leaders and yeah. they're educators and they're coaches and mentors. And it's a it's a really cool dynamic. Yeah. And that I mean, and I can speak. I'm sure everyone else here is, is, has at one point been just an employee you know, when you're, when you're at that level and you're just kind of, you know, uh, a doer and not an, a leader, it, it means a lot to be given that type of responsibility and that kind of trust from, you know, from the leadership team. So I'm sure that, I'm sure that that definitely, you know, enhances their leadership abilities and, and helps them garner better uh, technicians for the whole company. And we've got equipment on site that we have uh, built, you know, not that we're other companies don't have this, but we have built equipment on site that we use for diagnostic training. We can go in and trick it up and do things to it and, yeah. and all that. So when they come up here for that week of training, they're running through that. We're also leveraging some relationships that we have in the community. Uh, we have a great relationship with a guy, Austin, that um, provides our zoning. Um, Austin at Comfort Solutions provides our zoning. He will gladly teach them anytime, anywhere. Um, so we take them over there and Austin runs it through zoning systems and how to set up boards and how to wire them and what to look for. And so we're leveraging relationships that we have with suppliers, things like that. They all love it because it's their product. And if we set it up right the first time, you know, they look like rock stars too. Yeah. The cost of not training is a callback and that starts costing us money and time and people get aggravated. Yeah. You know, there, there's an old quote that I, 
remember hearing and it was saying like, what if we train these people and they leave us? And then the person replied, yep. what if we don't train them and they stay? Yep. And, yep. Yeah. and that, you know, that means a lot for them to be able to all have that consistent knowledge base and that consistent training because, you know, getting a, an HVAC replacement, you know, a total HVAC replacement, that's a pretty hefty investment for a homeowner. And so that it, it increases their confidence level in your company when, everyone that comes to their house is on the same page and where they're not, you know, giving mixed signals. So I kudos to you all for that. Cause that's, that sounds pretty incredible. And I, I'm sure that, uh, your customers are all very pleased with the service that they're getting based on what I read on your Google reviews. We, we are fortunate to, to be surrounded with just, I mean, truly we are, we have inherited and, and continue to, to help, sharpen if you will a bunch of a players i mean we i i, I know greg will uh agree with this we day to day we cannot be more proud of the group that we're associated with they're they're rock stars they're dynamite that's awesome yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so as we as we begin wrapping up uh, i usually ask a few like kind of fun questions at the end so so greg uh since you've kind of been more on the service side What's the craziest thing you've ever seen? I guess it could be even on, on the boat or in a home. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I can tell all those stories. I'm going to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> craziest thing I've seen. Oh, gosh. I haven't had anything really out of the box, but, you know, crawling around in crawl spaces in North Carolina is not always the funnest thing. I learned early on that you better bring some kind of apparatus to hit some type of rodent that could be coming at you. Oh, um, really? <laughs> so cornered a possum in a crawl space one time. That wasn't the funnest experience I've had. So um, I'm a bigger guy and, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm 6'2", 250, and that might be light on the weight side right now. Um, I got out of that crawl space pretty damn quick. Um, <laughs> it was not where I wanted to be at that time. That's awesome. Chris, um, if there was someone listening right now, an HVAC owner in a different state, and they were wanting to begin acquiring other HVAC companies, what's some advice you would give them? You know, the, the biggest pieces are um, understand that there's, there's plenty of opportunity out there. So you do not have to buy anything that does not fit your model. Um, you should really dig into the numbers. Know what you're buying. Um, because you can quickly get out ahead of yourself if you don't understand where the revenues are coming from, where the expenses, what, what pieces get eliminated, such as the prior owner's income that becomes accretive to the bottom line. And then, and, and think about the, the upswing costs. I mean, you've got vehicle wraps, you've got now, you know, four more managed techs on service Titan, which is another 1500, you know, 1400 a month or whatever it is, you know, so you have to really understand your numbers, but I think the biggest thing is the business model. And, and that's a big thing that we've learned in our short period of time, we've turned down a couple of opportunities that frankly, they're not what we do. They're not what we want to do. And, and while they look attractive on paper, you lose sight of who you are. Um, so that, those are the big things and, and, and then just understand it ain't easy. Um, it is not easy, uh, but, but it's rewarding and it's, it's, it's fun and we're having a blast. Um, we don't sleep a lot fully through the night cause you're thinking about a lot of things, but, yeah. um, 
but it, it's it's worth it if if you take the time to really map it and understand what you're doing awesome well chris greg i appreciate you all so much for taking some time out of your day to, to join me on this podcast thank you eric this has been fun thanks Absolutely. eric all right i'll talk to you guys soon all right have a great day you too thank you